what's up guys it's luca here and this is going to be my first podcast so i did the trailer earlier today and on this channel we'll be doing lots of different things like uh reviewing games movies doing cooking sometimes even doing maybe D setups uh on podcast but this episode i just started finishing reading one of my favorite books so i'm going to review that this book will be skullduggery pleasant number one okay see you at the spoiler free review what's up guys it's luca again and welcome to the spoiler free review uh so this will be a review where i will share your my thoughts and whether you should read the book or not with those who haven't read the book but don't worry for all of you who have read the book there will be a spoiler discussion later in the podcast but for all of those who have read the book here is where you will listen Okay, so Skullduggery Pleasant is easily one of my favorite books of all time. It has won countless awards, children's awards, but I don't consider this just a children's book. It's violent enough to definitely be an adult's book, and it's complex to definitely be the same type of book as well. Um, So this book, I would rate it for age anywhere from like 12 and over. It can be for anyone, really. Just not for tiny little kids who want to uh, read a book that's nice and happy without getting stabbed in the stomach, as you will see later in the book. But uh, this is an amazing book. I would recommend to everyone reading this, unless you were a tiny child, to uh, read the book. Um, I would give it about a 8 out of 10 stars because well it's a good book it's a solid first book in the series um it gives you all the information you need it has a great conclusion uh it's got every type of like theme in it it's got comedy horror fantasy adventure it's just a really great book um so yeah, that would be my spoiler-free re- review. It is just a great book. Read it when you can. Be- make it your next book. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, now on to the character segment. Hey, what's up guys it's luca again and welcome to the characters segment where i will be breaking down the characters introduced in this book and talking about their plot lines to go along with them so we're gonna start off with uh the big the big just main character name of the book skull duggery pleasant he is a skeleton who so he was one of the main fighters in a war between the people who wanted to um bring back the faceless ones and the uh he was on the side of the good guys who thought that the uh the world would be a horrible place with the faceless ones there so he was one of the main people and um he was tortured and killed 
and his anger came back and he became a skeleton which um it wasn't actually his hatred or anger that brought him back as you will see later in the book when uh, it is admitted that someone actually brought him back um but skull the ugly pleasant is a great character in my opinion he's got a really great like uh he's got a a really amazing concept for like a skeleton detective and he's got a really emotional backstory he's funny in the book he's kind of a bit cocky throughout the entire story but i really like him he's one of easily one of my favorite characters from the entire series um but throughout this book he is pretty much there he's the mentor for valkyrie kane our next character uh, the mentor for Valkyrie, as I have said. He uh, introduces her to magic. He uh, teaches her magic. And uh, he is always there to protect her. And um, yeah, Skullduggery Pleasant is a solid main character. Uh, we've got Valkyrie Kane. Valkyrie Kane, his real name is Stephanie Egley. One of the, uh, I believe it is what nieces of um gordon eggley and uh sorry if i mispronounce anything i uh i'm not that good at pronouncing anything but uh yeah she is the niece of gordon eggley and she is introduced to magic well she isn't introduced straight away she's introduced in the first scene where she's at the funeral then she goes to the inheritance and she's really surprised in this hilarious scene i think where uh, she gets the debt she gets everything the house the royalties and like the uh stereotypical um angry uncle and aunt are like so angry because they got really mad because they got a brooch and a car and a boat and i was like be thankful that you got anything because they were like pocketing the silverware it was crazy um so yes so that's valkyrie kane uh she's a really good character throughout the entire book series she has seriously i think one of the best uh backstories that i've ever heard and she evolves so well and so realistically so um yeah valkyrie is just an amazing character uh then we have Tainith Lowe, who is a, I believe, an assassin from London. And Mr. Bliss, the bald guy, tells her to come to uh, come to Dublin because uh, war is brewing. She comes there. She ends up helping Valkyrie and Skullduggery on their most of their quests, including the infiltration of uh serpine's castle and to the final scene which was really brutal for tainith i believe um yeah you'll see in later books that she has a really sad story because it's like you'll see but um it's she's got a really sad story and um then we've got ghastly bespoke the tailor who also helps in the infiltration of serpine's manner and throughout the rest of the book he's there until he unfortunately gets turned to stone in the uh climax of the last five chapters of the book um 
I really like Ghastly, so these Force 4 characters I really enjoy, they've got really good motives, and uh, oh sorry I forgot to talk about the uh, the character, like the plot lines, so Skullduggery Pleasant, he has a plot, he has multiple plot lines, he has a plot line for revenge and a plot line of uh, yeah his plot line of revenge is the main plot line here and then we've got like a subplot line talking about protecting valkyrie and protecting everyone close to him because he uh, is that kind of person who feels like he needs to save everyone but his main his second plot line is about protecting valkyrie and that is on continuing that's a continuing plot line because obviously valkyrie survives and skullduggery survives in this book but the main plot line is ended straight at the end when he ends up killing serpine the man who murdered his wife and child um and for valkyrie kane her main plot line is to like learn magic and she's still getting there she's like she's got the basics she knows how to make a tiny flame she knows how to move stuff with her air and uh she's so she's getting there she's coming along and this plot line will continue taineth low's plot line is to save people from what i can tell that's her main motive and uh that's an on continuing plot line because obviously she has not died um and then we've got ghastly bespoke who all he really wants to do like at first all he wants to do is get stephanie out of this situation so she doesn't die and then he this Pauline kind of changes and he's like okay we've got to stop Erpine. that is also fulfilled uh when he becomes stone he doesn't actually see the end of Serpine, but he becomes stone and then we've got china sorrows who is a woman who can legitimately make convince you to do most things with just a smile because she is that beautiful um and her plot line is mainly just to collect like books and stuff like she meet at the end of the book once they're all battered up and they've just got the uh the scepter which isn't actually broken it's actually working but they think that it's broken she just takes it and puts it in her library so she's on an ever going quest just for power and um stuff like that uh then we've got mr bliss which is china's brother and he is a we don't get much of him him in this book all all we get is that like they meet him and he's like okay yes serpine's definitely plotting something and he his plot line is to save the characters but there's this really great twist in chapter 21 where mr bliss like betrays them and uh it turns out at the end that mr bliss was just trying to get close to serpine so that he could um take the scepter and like kill serpine but uh that doesn't work out because he uh you know almost dies he gets knocked out and uh his main quest is just to completely just eliminate serpine from the game uh then we have nefarium serpine he is on a ongoing quest to bring the faceless ones back which is not fulfilled because he is killed he dies uh i feel like he's a really good starter villain like there are better villains throughout the series but serpine is a really well thought out villain he uh he's really sadistical when he tortures people and 
uh, yeah, he's just a great first villain for this series. Um, then we have the White Cleaver, which is, I'd say, a sub-villain, because, uh, he is not, obviously, the main big bad guy, but he is, like, the henchman. Uh, he's just a cleaver, and he got taken in by Serpine, and injected with some kind of thing that brought him back to life, but he was undead, and then he, like, has to follow Serpine's every command. Uh... So, yeah, I, I don't think I can really rate him as a good, well-thought-out character because all we know is that he's just a random cleaver that gets turned into basically a zombie. Uh, so he's not... He's the first character where I can be, like, hmm, not an amazing character or, like, he could be, but I don't have enough time to figure that out. Then we've got meritorious always have time always have trouble with that uh name so he is the leader well the um i guess the leader of the uh the elders and um or the grand mage i guess and uh again this is one of those characters that i don't have a lot of time to evaluate on because he just dies in chapter 21 and then that's the same with more wiener crow i can't really judge them because they die in chapter 21 and sagacious tomb i think um i don't like him as much because uh obviously he's on this never-ending track to just like kill everyone who's ever doubted him and uh yeah he ends up dying at the end because serpine's like Oh, what? I still can't access this super cool artifact. I need to kill you to do it. Oh, well, may as well. And then just kills him. Uh, then we've got Melissa Egley, which, again, I can't really... I can't really judge the mum because we don't get enough time to evaluate. But uh, not a very interesting character. It's the run-of-the-mill mother. And then we've got... Mel- Mevolent, which of course is mentioned in this book because he's dead. He's mentioned because he was the big bad guy who was the leader of the war. Uh, then we've got Desmond, which the same as Melissa is just a normal dad. Fergus, uh, I really, I found him funny because he's kind of pathetic and he stole the silverware, so I found him kind of hilarious. Um. Then we've got Beryl, which was hysterical because she's always shouting and screaming because she doesn't get what she wants. Carol and Crystal, I can't really evaluate on them because they're kind of boring. They're just, like, dumb, you know? Yeah, they're just dumb. And last character is Valkyrie Kane's Reflection, who becomes, like, a big villain later on. But for now, I just can't judge her because she's just there she doesn't have a story she doesn't have anything but i really i really like where this character goes later in the series okay uh that is for the characters and let's get on to the spoiler review so uh if there's anyone who kept on listening to this you shouldn't have listened because this is the spoiler area uh yeah just why did you listen to characters because this is spoilers why just 
leave. Especially leave for this full breakdown of the story. Okay, goodbye, I'll see you there. segment the spoiler review of skullduggery pleasant now we're going to talk about all the events in order so we start off with at the funeral this is obviously really sad because gordon eggley are like main he's like the basically like Derek landy explaining himself dying which is pretty funny i think and uh at the funeral, that's the first time that Stephanie sees uh, Skullduggery Pleasant. Then the next major event is the inheritance, which is that funny scene where Beryl almost faints because Stephanie, a little, like, 11 or 12-year-old girl, gets all of the money and all of the, and, like, the houses and stuff. And she gets pretty mad at that. And then the next thing is she... Stephanie goes to her house, and that's when uh, she gets a call from um, from a man who's like, oh, don't ruin my master's plan, and then he breaks into the house and attacks Stephanie, but then Skullduggery pops up and uh, catches him on fire, then shoots him, and uh, this guy runs away, and Stephanie faints because obviously it's quite a bit shocking to see a skeleton come into your room and kill the man who's attacking you. Well, not kill, but uh, severely wound. Uh, And then after that, she like has this interaction where she steals his hat and is like, take me with you or I'll take your hat. And um, so Skullduggery ends up taking her with him to China's place. And China, as I have explained in the characters, is somewhat evil but somewhat not like she's never directly against the characters she's only but she's never helping them she's always after that count that power and that stuff like the all the stuff to put in her collection so she's not good and she's not bad but they go to china and ask her a couple of questions and that's when they realize that it is very possible that serpine is after the um the scepter and slowly in the next couple of days that stephanie figures out that uh her uncle was murdered but after they leave china uh china's place they are attacked by the same man because uh their car is rammed i believe skullduggery is knocked out cold and uh, stephanie is pulled out of the car and attacked by this man she runs for it and manages to out maneuver her and then she grab he grabs her and she pulls him with her into the water and because uh, of a certain power that he took uh he gets killed by the water he melts like acid in the water uh the next major event is um I'm pretty sure they go to the they go to the sanctuary I believe yes um yeah so they go to the sanctuary and they look at the book so she's explained to her what the book does it's like 
it's got every name and if you have the name of someone you have power over them uh yeah so um what happens next yeah so then they figure out somehow that um they think yeah they that's right they figure out that um the the sector is actually underneath the house but you need the key to get into it and they tell the elders that um that serpine is up to something but they're too scared to break the truce so they say hmm you have to give us evidence so they go to Ghastly to get some more information on what exactly the Sir Hepta can do. Ghastly is the tailor. Uh, but he he disagrees. Um, he disagrees to tell them the information. So they end up going to rob the vault. Uh, the vault is like a place with all of these different books and stuff and this information inside of it. And they break in, manage and get some information off this like sacred stone that's in the vault and then they escape barely almost getting killed by the two vampire guards that are there and after that they realize that the um the actual that that after that they realize okay after they get that information about the scepter i think that Oh, yeah, after they get the information about the scepter, and Skulldockery realizes that uh, the scepter is in the caves underneath of the house, they head over to the house to try and investigate, but uh, some hollow men, which are like paper men that are under Serpine's control, attack them, and uh, Skulldockery gets kidnapped. Uh, Stephanie almost killed. So Stephanie goes to China's, but she already knows that she is um, in danger because China refuses to tell the elders because she doesn't want to go to war. So uh, that's when Stephanie become, makes her name Valkyrie so that China can't have control over her anymore. So after that, she leaves and she goes to Ghastly to tell him what's happened. And then they go to the elders, and the elders agree, okay, something has happened, we better go just take a look. So they get Tainth Low and Ghastly to, uh, with Stephanie to go and investigate the manor. So they break in, and they send two cleavers, which are like guards, to um, deter the hollow men that are walking around while they get inside so they get inside and eventually they find skullduggery and uh they break out just in the nick of time uh so after skullduggery is has broken out he realizes where the key is because at the inheritance he got advice and it told him where the key to without knowing it it told him where the key was to get into the uh caves his manor and it turns out that the key is actually the brooch that was given to beryl which which ends in this funny encounter where the uh stephanie or valkyrie has to go over to 
Beryl and she knows that she's been with Skullduggery and there's this really awkward conversation and then she's like, can I use the bathroom? So they are, she heads into the bathroom and then sneaks and gets the brooch. Oh, that, that's a really funny encounter. And then after that, they go and talk to uh, Mr. Bliss about how they found the key. And Mr. Bliss is actually on the enemy side and they push it. He pushes Skullduggery off a cliff and leaves Valkyrie and takes the brooch key. And then after that, they get to uh, the caves and it's they've already been opened. So uh, they head into the caves and they get attacked by a monster. And then there's this tentacle thing that tries to eat Valkyrie. And then uh, they figure out that Serpine has got the scepter and he uses... And um, there's this conflict... And they realize that Valkyrie is actually one of the ancients because the scepter didn't uh, react when she came up near it, like it did uh, when Skullduggery attacked. But um, they attack Serpine, which results in nothing. He can. They find out that he can actually heal himself. Um. So they ma- they run out of the cave, but to no gain like they didn't get the scepter he now has the scepter and they're in real peril so after that uh of course nefarious and the uh different hollow men chase them out and almost kill them so they are they go back to the elders and they're having this whole argument about when we should strike but they don't know where he is but then they figure out because of a fake name that he's probably in this uh bunker that's like a storage unit or a warehouse that's downtown so they send a couple of people down there and uh then that's when we find out about the white cleaver who's basically a zombie version of the one of the cleavers that was sent to distract them while they were heisting the castle to break out skullduggery but he his orders is to kill valkyrie because skullduggery his only weakness is basically emotional attachment to people um so after that they manage to escape but sadly ghastly gets turned into stone with his earth power he decides to turn into stone so he doesn't get killed because he was almost killed and his only option to save his life was to turn into stone uh so that's pretty sad but they manage to get in the car and they get away and uh, then we realized about Sagacious's, Sagacious Tomb's uh, betrayal, because he has in fact betrayed the elders, led them into a trap, and all of the elders are dead. Um, so they have this whole conflict about whether we should just give up and join the enemy, or whether we should actually fight to keep on fighting. But they decide to keep on fighting, so they head to the... Uh, they head to the sanctuary, which everyone in the sanctuary is dead, not a single person left alive. And while they're walking to get towards the room where the book is, uh, the the white cleaver pops up in this whole this whole conflict between two chapters where Tainath has to split up with the others to fight the White Cleaver and Skullduggery and Valkyrie have to go in and uh, stop 
uh, stop Serpine from getting the Book of Names. Uh, and he wants the Book of Names because if he has the Book of Names, he has all of the, I guess, all of the, um, the power in the world. And he can legit just go on TV and say, hey, who knows how to get the Faceless Ones back and come to my office and then they'll legit come to the office. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, I'll tell Tana's side of the story. She goes into the prison and ends up fighting the, uh, White Cleaver. And she ends up killing him with a sword and a scythe. So, she tries to leave, but it turns up out that, um, the White Cleaver is still alive because he has that healing ability. And he's thrown the scepter and it's gone straight through her body. So, uh, the set the... Just to, to save her life, she ends up tricking the cleaver into stepping outside the door, and then she closes the door and locks it, and then she uh, faints. And on Valkyrie's side of the story, she goes in and she tries to sneak around. Sagacious Tomb is in there, but uh, because they still can't access the book of um, the book of the book of names they have to kill well serpine kills tomb because because that's the only way that he can get to the book and um then valkyrie there's this whole conflicting battle where valkyrie goes i think for the scepter and goes for the book of names and then skullduggery busts in and he fights Serpine then gets dragged into a wall and Valkyrie's almost killed and then Mr. Bliss comes in and tries to save her and gets knocked out and then and then she's about to die and then Skullduggery comes through with the clutch and starts fighting Serpine again and then Skullduggery is taken out and she's almost dead and then Skullduggery comes back and fights Serpine again and knocks him to the ground and then with his last move he tries to kill valkyrie but because um because skullduggery tried to death because skullduggery killed uh serpine before he could do it uh she survives and so in that whole conflict the book of names ends up getting destroyed by the scepter he uh, Skullduggery tricks Serpine into stro- destroying the book. And the scepter, because um, Skullduggery fueled it with his anger, uh, it no longer works because uh, it just doesn't work. Not sure why it's never really explained. That's one of the flaws of the ending. Uh, so then they, they manage to get outside where um, Taylor survives. And then that's when China comes in. They're like, oh, maybe she's going to save us. But nope, she just takes the scepter and leaves. Uh, so then we get one last chapter where uh, Steph- it's a good close up where Skullduggery is telling Stephanie all the stuff that's happened. And uh, Stephanie's just in bed because obviously she got beat up really hard, almost died, and broke her leg. So she's going to need a couple days in bed. And um, it, they finish off the entire book with Stephanie showing Skullduggery uh, her fireball. So that is the spoiler review 
of Skullduggery Pleasant. But don't just close off right yet, because we are going to have a conclusion, and I'll see you when we get to the conclusion. Alright guys, this is the conclusion to our review. Remember to come back, turn on notifications so you'll hear when I have my uh, weird upload schedule. I don't have one, so uh, it'll just be whenever I feel like making a thing, which might be uh, every three days to every week, and then I'll let you know if I'm having a break from doing it. Um, So, remember to subscribe to the podcast and uh leave a comment leave some suggestions about what i should do and next episode we will be doing uh we will be starting a series of my new zealand trip where i will be going day by day talking about all my experiences and then i'm also going to start off a a cooking series where i'm going to start cooking stuff in the kitchen um and then I'll also be reviewing occasionally movies and games when I see them and I decide, hmm, that's good enough for a review. So, uh, I guess then, goodbye, and I will see you next time. <laughs>